0: Hey, this is Antonio Valenti from Reality Suite, and you're checking out the Bottom Line Podcast. Hey, what's going on? This is the Bottom Line Podcast presented by Anchor.fm, your home for sports and entertainment talk. Jerry Fidese, Newville Piano with you. We hope you're doing well. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Take a listen. We truly appreciate hit us up on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. At app on my WM six. Don't forget to use hashtag bottom line, Neil. I know it's been a uh, hot minute. How's everything with you, man? Uh,
1: everything's going okay. Uh, you know, staying very busy with devil state of mind. Um, I ended up attending a wedding over the weekend. So I had a little bit of fun, uh, up in Jersey city. So that was nice. Um, other than that, like I said, just, uh, mostly same old same old what about you no nah, i got uh no
0: complaints over here just been enjoying the gorgeous gorgeous fall weather that we've been having us as of late it's absolutely beautiful i love it no more searing heat no offense to uh jackie out there if she's listening i know she's a summer girl so i'm sorry but anyway i digress but no other than that uh no complaints on my front but boy we are uh I'm gonna be real personal here for a second. We're on a bit of a time crunch. We all we all have some stuff going on, so we're not gonna waste any more time and jump straight into our topic of discussion for today, which is a few more of our surprises and disappointments for week through week three of the NFL season. But real quick before we get started, make sure you hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit the bell so you don't miss an episode, and subscribe on all audio platforms. Include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Let's jump straight into this. So. We're going to start right off with a couple of surprises through week three of the NFL season. And boy, there have been quite a few. But you know, be honest, I have two surprise teams in particular and two disappointments. And I'll give you a hint. The one surprise and the one disappointment played each other this past week. Get to that in a little bit. But the surprise teams, the first one would be your Los Vegas, Raiders, the Raiders, 3-0 start, first and 3-0 start since 2002 when they were in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Sorry to relive that memory for you, Neil, but I digress there. Um, but no, listen, in all seriousness, the Raiders, I mean, Neil, weren't you the one that said, correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you the one that said the Raiders were not going to be good this year?
1: Uh, no, I didn't say that. That was okay. not my okay. word. I don't know why serious. I would say why I would say <laughs> that. Um, I mean, look, look, when you go into the season, I look, you look at that team and you say, what was the biggest thing that they need to fix? And it was quite frankly, their defense. They had to get better defensively. Their mm. defense was, was really bad last year. Um, oh, yeah. So when you go into this year, they, they made a couple of moves. They really kind of focused um, in the draft on getting better defensively. Trayvon Morig uh, has done a really, really good job since he got into uh, Raider camp. They brought in Clint Dix off of waivers, which I think will actually be beneficial. Um, yeah. Their defense is not obviously like incredibly better, but it is a lot better. And it has been able to make some plays here and there to kind of help it. But this team lives and dies by Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is tremendous. does a – other than obviously last week, he does a pretty damn good job of not turning over the football. He does yeah. he, he's very, very efficient. I don't really know why people have been crapping on him. Maybe he just has to do with the lack of wins. But you look back to a couple of years ago when he got himself injured uh prior to the Raiders making the playoffs. That pretty much you know sent him back a couple of years. And, and now all of a sudden, everybody's talking about Derek Carr as being an MVP candidate through the first three weeks of the season. He leads the NFL in, in uh, passing yards through the first three weeks and the Raiders have been really doing well offensively and playing yeah. in an AFC West that is so far been very surprising in general with the Broncos also at three and zero, and the chiefs staring at a one and two record. Um, mm-hmm. The Raiders are getting off to a really good start and they're really going to need it as the season progresses. Um, I would like to see obviously their defense continue to improve. Um, hopefully Josh Jacobs can get back to being fully healthy uh, if not, I mean, Peyton Barber and Kenyon Drake have done a pretty uh, good job. Peyton Barber had over 100 yards uh, against the Dolphins this past week. Um, the schedule is going to get a little bit easier once you get to the middle part of the season. So it's important to see the Raiders winning some of these games against some pretty decent opponents, Baltimore and also the Miami Dolphins, um, to just kind of get their confidence rolling. And And now it's just about building upon this and moving forward and trying to continue to uh, – to be dominant. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Raiders are a Super Bowl team or anything like that, but this is a Raiders team that is a lot better than I think people give them credit for, and I think that if they continue to play the way that they've been playing and progressing, they're only going to get better from here.
0: Yeah, you got to give John Gruden, his coaching staff, a lot of credit. They've done a tremendous job with that team. And by the way, how good is Max Crosby, though? Oh, my God, he, he is. <laughs> he, he's, he's clearly their best defensive player this season and if he keeps this up don't be surprised if he's in the conversation for defensive player of the year because that man oh my god he is something really really special so the Raiders are one of my big surprise teams and here's the other one the Cincinnati Bengals what? (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying the Cincinnati Bengals are decent what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean Neil, think about it for a second. This is a team that when we went live for the NFL draft this past year, we were all saying, okay, you need to go offensive line because you need to protect Joe Burrow so that he does not injure his other knee or the same knee that he injured last season. So he needs more protection. They didn't listen. They drafted Jamar Chase. And I'm going to be real. I can kind of see why they went there, because the connection that him and Joe Burrow had so far through, through three weeks has been unbelievable. And this is a guy that had nothing but drops in the preseason. He didn't catch a pass in the preseason, and all of a sudden, he's on an absolute tear through three weeks. So, look, maybe the Bengals saw something that we didn't. Personally, I still would have loved it if they went offensive line, but surprisingly, they've actually played pretty decent. They did a pretty decent job without getting an upgrade. Would it have been nice if they still got Penny Sewell? Absolutely. would have been an added layer of protection. But the bottom line for me is simply this, the Bengals. Oh, boy. Especially Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Talk about a surprising combo and a surprising offensive line. That's what really impresses me about the Bengals so far.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, you look at <clears> – <throat> Excuse me. You look at the fact that the Bengals also uh, removed about two or three of their offensive linemen, including Billy Price, who ended up going to the Giants. Um, and you kind of wonder to yourself, what, why exactly were the Bengals doing that? Well, it, so far through three weeks, it kind of looks like that maybe those were part of the offensive line that was the problem last year. And, then, and it cost Joe Burrow uh, the rest of the season due to an injury. Um, yeah. But make yeah. no mistake about it. Uh, the Bengals offensive line still needs a lot of work. One of the things that you definitely have to be concerned about is obviously the fact that is this offensive line going to hold up throughout the course of this season? There is optimism that, they're it, that it can be that way. And if you're also able to generate the type of running attack that you've been able to generate with, you know, obviously Joe Mixon in the backfield, you know, that goes a long way. Right. Bengals are a team that obviously nobody has a lot of high expectations for, except really Joe Burrow. This is Joe Burrow's opportunity to really show, you know, with it being – you know, hopefully a full season without injury and continuing to perform. And he's got a big matchup this week against Trevor Lawrence on Thursday Night Football, which should be pretty entertaining to watch. Um, I kind of like how the Bengals have played. Their defense has certainly been something that I think people really didn't expect. They've been playing very hard. They've been aggressive. And you it was kind of tough to tell whether or not the Bengals are for real or that the Steelers are really that bad. I'm leaning more towards the Steelers are really that bad because for them to drop yeah. back-to-back games at home to the Raiders and now to the Bengals is pretty, pretty tough to watch. And they barely beat the um, the Buffalo Bills in week one. So they very well could be staring at, they could have been staring at an 0-3 record to start the season. But going back to Cincinnati, I mean, look, this is the first time in a while where I think Bengals fans really have some hope and some optimism because yeah. you know, they, they look at the pieces on offense. They look at what they've been able to generate so far. It's good. But They do have to remain cautiously optimistic. They're going to be playing on a national stage just tomorrow against the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that they probably should beat. They are better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you would expect that the Bengals will be sitting at a three and one record in, you know, after week four. Uh, But they could very well drop this game, not look very good and drop the two and two. Uh, But still it's a solid start for the Bengals. Uh, I feel like that they are a team that if they're playing like this could win seven, eight games, maybe. Um, it's still a pretty tough division uh, because you've got obviously the, the Ravens and, you know, look, the Browns, granted the Browns are, you know, offensively, they just don't throw the football up, but they're still very good. I mean, you're, you have a three-way tie right now for the first place in the AFC North with Cincinnati, Baltimore and Cleveland. I would expect the way this is going is that Cincinnati – at worst is going to finish in third place in that division. And at best is probably going to make themselves a wildcard team. Could they potentially win this division? Absolutely. Um, But again, I need to see more. It's only been three weeks. We have 14 more games to go, including this Thursday night. I got to see more. um, But if, but if this is just the first stepping stone to continuing to get better, this was a very good first stepping stone for them. And we'll see if the offensive line continues to, build chemistry, and get better as we progress.
0: No, I'm, I'm with you 100%. A very, very good start for the Bengals so far. And let's, let's hope that this keeps up because I, I really, really want that team to succeed, especially Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, don't forget, is my pick for comeback player of the year. And if he keeps this up, he just might be in the running, ladies and gentlemen. So don't sleep on Joe Burrow, especially with Jamar Chase. I mean, my God, those two are inseparable so far through three weeks. Now let's go on to the disappointments my disappointments at least then neil please
1: say the steelers please tell me (laughs) please tell me that one of them
0: one of them are the steelers okay absolutely yes
1: please never pick the steelers to do anything relevant ever again like you did last year (laughs) where you thought they were going to go to the super bowl and they barely got into the playoffs so yeah yeah i i
0: I look i look absolutely for that one
1: Bad, Jimmy. Don't do not do that again. I'm going to have to smack you around the next time you do something stupid like that.
0: Yeah, I I look I look foolish for that one. But listen. At least they
1: made the playoffs. We'll give you that. At least they made the playoffs. Well, yes,
0: yes. But they even still, what, what where did that get them? They lost to the Browns at yes. home. They lost to the Browns what, on the first play of the game. Exactly. Exactly. It <laughs> was over after one play. But l- listen, go, going back to what Neil said earlier about the Steelers when he was talking about the Bengals. The Steelers could have been 0-3. Their defense single-handedly won on that game in Buffalo. If it wasn't for that defense, they'd be 0-3. Because, listen, their offensive line is tragic. It is terrible. They are not protecting Big Ben enough. Look, do I still Wait, think are you, they have...
1: Are you really, really going to put the, the reasoning why the offense is terrible on the offensive line? Let the offensive finish, line is, furthest, is their furthest problem right now on offense. Their, their biggest problem is... You know, Captain Fett, you know what, under center, wearing number seven in well, black and gold.
0: Hear me out. That's exactly where I was going next. Because the bottom line is simply this. The Steelers are just, they they look awful. Like, they look awful. I, I, I think at this point, we are seeing the end of an era in Pittsburgh. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I know some people have said it on national TV, but I'm going to come out and say it right here. Ben Roethlisberger's done. I'm sorry. He, he, he's absolutely toast. He's done. Now, again, I understand the O-line is bad, but Big Ben, I mean, Jesus Christ. What are some of the throws that he's making? I mean, my, my grandmother could make better throws at this point, and she is 78 years old, okay? So let that sink in for a second. So, look, Big Ben... Is a Hall of Fame quarterback. There's no question about it. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He has accomplished so much throughout his career. Absolutely no question about it. I'm not knocking him in that department. But if we're talking about who is the worst quarterback of the year right now, I'm sorry. Big Ben has to be in that conversation. He, he He is not. He obviously is not the same as he once was. But my God, I did not expect him to be this terrible. I mean, Neil, it's almost like when he steps out of the pocket to make a throw, it's like he sees nobody. Some of the throws he makes out of bounds are ridiculous. He he, he sometimes underthrows and overthrows receivers like they're going to go to the freaking... Some of his overthrows are probably going to go in the stands at this point because he's Mm. missing so many targets. I get it, they still have weapons, but still, what good is that going to do if Big Ben can't throw the football the way he used to anymore? What good is that going to do? So, look, bottom line for me is simply this. The Steelers have let me down, man. They, they, let, they let me down from, from last year. Look, I get it. They made the playoffs. Okay, okay. But this year, look, I love Mike Tomlin. But I don't know if he's going to make the playoffs this year. Not with the way this team's playing. I'm sorry. Look, be lucky to be no, five no disrespect. But Tomlin, get your act together, man. And expect, talk to your quarterback because, my God, <laughs> he is absolute toast. He's done. He is no longer the Big Ben we once knew, and I'm sorry. After this year, it's probably best for him to retire. It it, it is best for him to call it a career and just let him go to the Hall of Fame when his time comes because, again, he is going there, but I'm sorry. Bottom line is Big Ben and the Steelers, they're done. They're not going anywhere this year.
1: Big Ben is the single reason why the Steelers are the way that they are as an organization. The Steelers haven't been able to do any sort of Rebuild, retool, or anything for many years because Ben Roethlisberger continues to stubbornly play and delay the inevitable. Um, it really started when you still had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and obviously also Big Ben Roethlisberger. You you had a team that yes was winning a bunch and being successful making the playoffs. But you could clearly see the writing on the wall that this this era of Steeler football was coming to an end, that they really need to go out and get that franchise successor to Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger was pissed off that the Steelers drafted Mason Rudolph a couple years ago. Now, granted, Mason Rudolph is a scrub, so it's not like (laughs) he really should be worried here. Um, Do I think Dwayne Haskins could possibly be that potential uh, franchise quarterback he very well could you know with a guy like Mike Tomlin um as his head coach but I, I still believe that the Steelers best bet after this season is to tell big is to tell Ben Roethlisberger to retire that yeah. they have no intentions of bringing him back after this season their offense is so inept it's it's uncharacteristic they they have no creativity Juju Smith-Schuster and, you know, Claypool have barely seen the football this entire time. I mean, Eric Ebron, what does he even do anymore? I mean, is he even on the field anymore from what I've seen? I mean, people were giving the Raiders credit for beating the Steelers on the road. And yes, being a team on the road is obviously good. But I had said it that week that the Steelers are really not that good. They're not a good football team. Their defense is okay. And their offense is being, is being slowed down because Ben Roethlisberger can't really do very much. He's not very mobile. His arm accuracy is not what it used to be. And he's a gambler. He's a riverboat gambler. He will throw it into tight windows when he really shouldn't. He will make a lot of errant throws. So the Steelers are constantly stuck in this cycle of having to try to continue to somewhat compete as long as Ben Roethlisberger is here. What the Roonies should do, and the Roonies have been obviously one of the best ownerships in the entire NFL. They really need to look themselves in the mirror and not do the same thing that the Giants tried to do with Eli Manning. And that is try to see if you can have one last hurrah with your with arguably one of your best quarterbacks in the history of your franchise. You need, even if it's ugly, you need to have him exit stage left and you need to end this. You need to go and get a franchise quarterback. You need to begin that next phase because I think Steeler fans can see it. I think they can see that this is not going to end well and this is going to be a disappointing year. They can't even run the football properly because they, they don't want to run the football and that's costing them. They're throwing it on fourth and inches because they have no faith that they can run the football because they don't want to. So... The Steelers have to make that decision because once they remove Ben Roethlisberger from their organization, they will be able to then have full control once again, to do what they need to do to build this team and not be just constrained to having your franchise quarterback continue to try to play because he still thinks that he can play. So that, so to me, Ben Roethlisberger is the sole reason the Steelers are the way that they are.
0: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, Honestly, I think it's brutal, but it's fair. I mean, look, he's not the same. And again, he he needs to retire after this season. Again, he is a Hall of Fame quarterback, okay? He's going to the Hall of Fame in case you did not hear me enough but, or Neil enough. But the bottom line is the Steelers are not the Steelers anymore, man. Unless they tell Big Ben to retire and go out and draft their other potential franchise quarterback, they're going to be stuck in the same boat. For years and years and years until they look themselves in the mirror and fix something. That's my first disappointment. Now, the last disappointment for me, well, it's not really a disappointment. It's just the fact that they just anger me. The Bears. I mean, oh, my God. Where do I even begin? I mean, oh, my God. The reason why I say the Chicago Bears is they are not handling Justin Fields that well. And again, if you recall when we went live for our NFL Draft episode with our good friends uh, Garrett and Steve Garrett uh, and Steve Derso, we actually were surprised to learn that the Bears traded up to what the Giants, I might add. So they can get the quarterback. And Neil, we were calling for them to draft a quarterback because they needed something to turn this team around. So they get Justin Fields and we're singing their praises. Oh my god, they actually did something right. Yep. And now look what's happening. Look what's happening now. Justin Fields, look, I think he's I think he has the potential to succeed in this league. I do. But this year? Really? Why? You're throwing him to the wolves. What are you doing? He is literally going to get killed out there if you keep putting him out there. That O-line is not that good. He's not going to protect him that well. And Andy Dalton is not that good of a quarterback anymore. I'm sorry. He's not. As much as you want to argue with me about it, people out there, and he is not the long term answer for the Bears. I'm sorry, he's
1: not. Neither is Nick Foles. So I mean,
0: yeah. Oh, at this point, he'd be a much better option than Justin Fields, because at least Nick Foles. Oh my. Ugh, forget it. Hey, I'm. I'm hey, not even
1: gonna. I'm not on, even gonna go I'm, down right, that rabbit hold on, hole. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Are you Are you suggesting that the problem is that Justin Fields isn't ready? Is Is that what you're saying? I'm just trying to understand what you're saying because you just said that Nick Foles. Would be a better option. So does does Justin court. Fields look ready to you out there? All right. Let me does stop. He all, look right, ready? all right. no, we're not. No, I'm gonna put my foot. Down oh on my! This oh because, my God! No, let me put my foot down on this because you have to understand. You have to understand. Matt Nagy should be. Excuse my language. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy should be fucking fired today. Matt Nagy I, is thank a you, horrible. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stop. Matt Nagy is a horrible coach. Okay. Matt Nagy should have never been hired as a head coach. There really aren't that many defensive minded coaches that actually do well when it comes to being a head coach, because their whole thing is playing defense and running the football. That is what the freaking Chicago Bears have been for several years. And you know what? People are starting to realize, you know what? Maybe it wasn't fully Mitch Trubisky's fault as to why the Bears were so Mm. on offense. Maybe, just maybe, Matt Nagy did not know what he was doing. And you know what? This is gonna sound pretty crazy, but I actually agree with what Dan Orlovsky said on Monday on Get Up on ESPN. He said that there's the possibility that Matt Nagy did did, you know, ran the offense they did on Sunday on purpose to prove, mm. to try to prove that Justin Fields isn't the guy. And if that's the case, even if it's not true, you still should be fired.
0: That, that, that's a horrible offense.
1: Justin Fields was sacked nine times like he had no shot. So, of course, people want to say that Justin Fields isn't good. Granted, history has shown that Ohio State quarterbacks do not translate well to the National Football League. ID JT Barrett, Cardell Jones, and, you know, I'm not – we can't just write the book off on Justin Fields just yet. But I'm sure Justin Fields is wondering to himself – why am I here? Why did the Bears take me, trade up to take me, if, if my head coach doesn't even want to play me? J- Matt Nagy said on Tuesday that the quarterback position is up in the air between Fields, Dalton, and Nick Foles. This is a mess. This is actually yeah. a mess. By, by
0: the way, I, I I hate to interrupt you in the middle of your rant, but actually – um. Austin is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. He has decided to join us as we can get his video on here. There we go. There's our boy Austin. What's going on, man? Well, I just got home from work, so <laughs> Well, you well, you you're missing us trash hey, of the bears my my really, point. really hard right now. Neil was oh, just in he's a tirade. Yes, Neil, please, please Thank resume. You. The floor is so, the,
1: yours. so what I'm saying is that Matt Nagy is a shitty head coach. He shouldn't be a head coach. He clearly deliberately made sure that Justin Fields was awful on Sunday so that he could go back to the organization and say, oh, you see, we're better off with Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. Maybe, just maybe, Matt Nagy doesn't know another way of winning football games. We don't know. But to me, this just clearly shows a head coach that has no idea what he's doing. He's been given such a talented defense for years and their biggest issue is the issue is the area of the, of the game of football that he has never worked on. And that is the offensive part. When he was with Philadelphia, he was the defensive guy. He was not an offensive guy. He never has been an offensive guy. And so the way that this is, is just insane to me. It's absolutely insane. And that Nagy should be fired. The Bears are awful. The Bears are not going to get any better. And you know what? The Giants are going to finish the season with maybe one or two wins. Well, guess what? They're going to have two top three or top five picks in next year's draft because the Bears are shitty as hell. This is reality, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. So, no, let's not blame it. Let's not put this blame on Justin Fields. Let's wait to see if Matt Nagy actually tries to protect his quarterback if Justin Fields ever plays again this season. And let's evaluate it from there. Because in the preseason, he looked pretty good. He looked like he knew what he was doing. And I think Matt Nagy didn't want to play Justin Fields for the sole reason that Matt Nagy knows that his ass is so much on fire, it's crazy. He knows that he he will be fired very soon, regardless of what happens. And he doesn't want to rely on his job, on a rookie quarterback. He would rather go out with a veteran Andy Dalton or a veteran Nick Foles instead of doing it with Justin Fields. The selfless thing that Matt Nagy can do is put Justin Fields in the best position to win, let him develop as the season goes along, and if you get fired, well, you got fired. And then you could go and get another job somewhere else because somebody is going to take going to pick him up as an assistant somewhere. But what you could at least do for the sake of the franchise is to allow Justin Fields to develop so that the next coach that comes in, which is going to be next year, I guarantee you that can have something to work with. But if you're going to screw around with Justin Fields, you're doing the same thing that ended up happening to Josh Rosen, where Josh oh. Rosen really had no shot. And guess what? First year head coach, first year quarterback. Very next year, they're both gone. The uh-huh. coach gets fired, the quarterback gets, gets traded away, and that's that. That will not happen again. You have to give Justin Fields a fair opportunity. We cannot close the book or put any sort of blame on him whatsoever just because he got sacked nine times and looked awful. Name me one rookie quarterback this year through three weeks that has looked good. The answer is nobody. Nobody. None of them have looked good. Mac Jones has looked bad. Zach Wilson has looked awful. Oh. Trevor Lawrence looks like he has no idea what he's doing. None of these guys are doing well. But you know what? These coaches on these other teams, they're sticking with them. They're sticking with them. They're going to live and die by these quarterbacks. This is what Matt Nagy needs to do for the sake of of everything. And you know what? Maybe, just maybe, if they start winning some games, maybe Nagy will look better in the in the eyes of the organization of the Bears, and maybe he'll keep his damn job. But if he's going to operate like this the rest of the season, you might as well fire him now, because there's no point to it. Oh, yeah.
0: Austin?
2: The man's job is gone already.
0: Oh, my. Oh, yeah. and, no, and, he, 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 he ought to be fired before the next game. Before the next he's, game, absolutely he, no
2: question. He has he, gone, and I, I I'm going to be that person. He's gone, <laughs> and, and I mean, since we're on the talk about the Bears, let's go over to Green Bay. Green Bay, they've also got issues. They've got uh, well, a- well, well
0: d- defensively they have issues. Absolutely, oh, yes. defensively
2: they have issues. Yes, but they also have a quarterback who wants to be traded. Well,
0: well, yeah. Well, and Aaron we Rodgers is gone after this season. He he, he ain't oh. staying there one more year after this. We
2: all know. We all know. He's trying to throw games. <laughs> I guarantee it. My man is trying to games. throw games on purpose. That He's, would make sense. It would. He is throwing games sense. to be traded. It is obvious,
0: and there's just not much else to it. Well, look, Green Bay was my pick to go to the Super Bowl this year. But would it surprise me if I found out that Aaron Rodgers was throwing games on purpose? Hell no, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, no, not a chance. <laughs> and I mean, but yes, Austin, since you're just joining us, my surprise and disappointments for three weeks in the NFL season so far my two surprises were the Raiders and the Bengals, and my two disappointments were the Steelers and the Bears. And Neil, everything you just said about the Chicago Bears is absolutely 100% spot on. Now, I still do think that Justin Fields has a chance to succeed in this league. I absolutely do, and I want him to but he needs a new coach. Matt Nagy has no, he literally has no brain. He has none. He doesn't think, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And quite frankly, Ryan Pace ought to go with him because he also has no idea what the hell he's doing. All right, the Bears organization is an absolute mess. They need to look themselves in the mirror just like the Steelers do with Ben Roethlisberger, as mentioned earlier. And look, the Bears are probably the Single biggest disappointing team outside of the Steelers this season through three weeks, and I'm sorry, I don't see anything changing with the Bears this season. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, I, I just got to make three. I just need to. I just need to make things known.
0: Uh-oh. Three, no, <laughs> showing off about the Raiders, eh?
2: Oh, and the Cardinals. They're both
0: kicking it. Oh yeah, the car yeah, the Cardinals.
2: <laughs> they're both kicking
0: it. How it should be. Oh, that that is true. But Neil, who are your surprising disappointments through three weeks?
1: My surprising disappointments or your surprises, surprises and, dis- and disappointments. Sorry, surprising disappointments. <laughs> no, no. You want me to tell my <laughs> Alright, so my my surprises are well first of all it's the carolina panthers um I, don't, mm. I look they've had somewhat of a soft schedule through the first three weeks so i mean it's not entirely surprising um right. but the fact that they're staring at a 3-0 and record and at least for now in first place in the nfc south when we all thought it was going to be a battle between the bucks and the saints um is definitely surprising and it, but again it's 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 only week three. Exactly um, right. I'm not surprised that Sam Donald is doing well because Sam Donald just had to get out of New York and get out of the clutches of the Jets organization for him to be good. And Sam Donald is already proving that he is going to have the same type of uh, success that Ryan Tannehill is having in Tennessee since he left Adam Gase. That yep. once you get out of the Adam Gase system, you are – it's like you're being born again. You know, you just <laughs> – you know, it's like what what Dr. Martin Luther King used to say: "Free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, I'm free <laughs> at last." It's literally that's literally how Sam Donald reacted when he got traded away from the Jets to the Carolina Panthers. Um, but yeah, their their offense has been looking pretty good. Uh, obviously, taking a blow with losing C-Mac Christian McCaffrey for the next couple of weeks, so they're going to rely much heavier on. Sam Darnold, uh, Moore, Robbie Anderson, guys like that, uh, Chuba Hubbard, they're going to have to really carry the load here to try to get themselves moving forward, which, I mean, look, do I still think that they're going to be a decent team? Yes, because their defense in particular looks really good. Now, when you're playing the freaking Houston Texans and Davis Mills, I mean, you're going to look like a top three defense in the NFL regardless. But nonetheless, yeah, the Carolina Panthers are certainly – you know, one of my bigger surprises on the season. Uh, and definitely the other surprises really quickly are both the, I guess I would just, I, I'm, I was going to say the Rams and the Cardinals, but I'm just going to say the Cardinals because I knew with the Rams that all they needed was just a better quarterback. And they got yep. that. And in, they got one in potential in MVP
0: draft. candidate, I might exactly.
1: add. Exactly. So they're, they're a much better team. They just, they literally have weapons on offense, a really good offensive line, and a really, really good defense. They just needed the right quarterback, and they've gotten that. effort, and that's a team that really has championship aspirations. With the Arizona Cardinals, look, nobody went into this into this season saying that the Cardinals are going to be a bad team. I think a lot of people saw the Cardinals as a team that could be decent, you know. But and look, they could have made the playoffs last year, but they're in just arguably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, division in all of the NFL in the NFC West. But the the Arizona Cardinals have come out and have looked, pre, you know, through you know their first two weeks they looked really good offensively. Last week they uh, they needed they needed help, like I, offensively they looked really bad. Like Kyler Murray did not look like himself. DeAndre Hopkins is fighting through a rib injury, but their defense came to play, um, and so that's really really important. And, and it's good for them to get off to this type of start because we know that at some point the Seattle Seahawks are going to get going. We know that the Niners are rolling right now at 2-1. They're they're playing good football. That's going to be a division that's going to come down to the wire. I mean, I expect at least two teams from that division, potentially three, to make it to the postseason. Um, But as far as a division championship, it's going to be like a three-way – to me it's a three-way battle, but it could potentially be a four-way battle with the way that the Arizona Cardinals are playing. I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to fall off, but I'm really impressed with – you know. The Cardinals, usually in these situations, tend to falter down the stretch. They have stretches where they just go completely lifeless. Right. But if other Murrays playing like this continuously, he's going to be up for the MVP without a doubt. I mean, he's been, that, he's been looking that good. Now, Oh yeah. as far as my disappointments are concerned, um, there really is – I mean, people want to tell me that it's the Chiefs, but I'm not really worried about it. Yeah. Hey. We- it's three weeks, and the Chiefs are I, back. I,
2: I feel like the Buccaneers are a bigger disappointment right now than the Chiefs. And are. they're
1: two and one. It's like, not like yeah. That's the thing. You know, it's bad when a disappointment is the Bucs being a two and one in second place in the ex- division. Ex- yeah,
0: but, <laughs> true.
1: Um, I mean, let's be real. We
2: all expected them to be three and zero at the beginning of the year. Everybody expected yeah, seventeen and
1: zero. So what do you want? Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So I think disappointment is. And people are going to te- be confused as to why I say this, but it's the New York Giants. It really is, actually.
0: I, I mean, I mean, c- come on, man. Um, that, that, that That's pretty obvious to
1: me. To, to be fucking three-point favorites at home against a really shitty Atlanta Falcons team, knowing that you're going to be honoring your, arguably the greatest player in your history or at least the greatest quarterback in your team's history – and to play as badly as you did to me honestly the season is over for the giants there is no way of getting out of this for them to start the season 0 and 3 they're putting themselves in a position that they cannot climb out of and now yep. they go to new orleans and you ex- and you think the giants are going to look even half decent against the saints i no. mean yeah their defense no. is nothing to write home about but at some point daniel jones is going to start screwing up again it's not like this is going to this play you've been seeing is not going to last. And may I remind everybody that he did fumble the ball twice on Sunday. Granted, they didn't lose the ball, but he still fumbled. That won't ever change. And you just have to understand Joe Judge, I feel like, is just proven that he is not the guy. He's just not it. Uh, Jason Garrett is just so inept and so off that it's not even worth going on a rant for. Is it
2: that bad? Is it that bad?
1: It it is really that bad. Oh, yeah. No, no, it is. Their defense is way worse than it was last year. And now losing Blake Martinez to a season ending ACL injury. I don't see how the Giants can win a game. I'm being Mm. I'm being very honest. I do believe that the Giants have a legitimate shot to be the first team in NFL history to go 0 17. Because look, listen to this. Listen to the rest of their schedule. They're at New Orleans, they're at Dallas, they're at home against the Rams, they're at Ugh. home against the Panthers. Then they play the Chiefs, Raiders, and Buccaneers after that. Then they play the Eagles, which, you know, they may be able to win that game because
0: yeah. the
1: Eagles look pretty <laughs> me, shitty themselves. The Eagles yeah, pretty
0: me, maybe one win but, there, yeah. You
1: know, look, things can happen. Uh, then you play the Dolphins, then you play the Chargers. The Cowboys again, the Eagles again, the Bears, which maybe, just maybe.
0: Yeah. That's a possibility. You, you, you should then, beat the Bears.
1: And then, well, they should have beaten the Falcons. So look that. Drew, hey, that how that happened. True. That no, that
0: is true. That is true. And then
1: you play the Washington football team. I literally, at best, this is a 2-15 team. Yeah. Best. And I have to say it. Signing these guys, Kenny Galladay, Adoree Jackson – has been a waste of money because they're not even being used. Adoree yeah. Jackson can't stay healthy. They don't throw the ball to Kenny Galladay, so I don't know why the hell we have them.
2: Can I just say I really the hope they go.
1: Has to hold on, hold on a second, Austin. Yeah, finish. go
2: ahead, go ahead.
1: The whole organization has to accept that for the last decade they have fucked up. If if they're legitimately serious about wanting to be successful, wanting to win again. They have to accept that they fucked up, that they let the wrong people in charge of football operations. Jerry Reese had to go, and they fired him. But you brought in a dinosaur in David Gettleman, who five years ago promised that this team would have a dominant offensive line. They're not even close. They're one oh. of the worst in the NFL. And you know what's hilarious? The offensive line has actually hasn't been that bad. Yet no. they lost Shane Lemieux and Nick Gates to season-ending injuries. Half of their offensive line is on IR. Yep. I mean, it's it's ridiculous to me. It's ridiculous. Th- this, this team is not going to get any better. I'm sorry. And so I look at it like this. If it gets to week seven, week eight, and let's say you don't have a win, everyone's got to go. Mm. Somebody's got to get fired. Gettleman's got to go. Yep. I hate saying it, but Joe Judge probably has to go. Because if he refuses to get rid of Jason Garrett or Patrick Graham to make some form of change, you have to, you have to move on. You have to bring in, you have to let a new guy come in. You have to let a new GM come in, bring in his own coach, bring in his own quarterback. And you know what? If guys like Saquon, if guys like Sterling Shepard, if guys like even Kenny Galladay want to leave, then let him go. And just to, and just, just tell the fans that you fucked up that we made the mistake for too long and now we're going to try something new. We're going to restart again and we have to go from there because then at least giants fans can look at it and say, okay, we have that. We, we, we know, at least we have some sort of direction. I don't know what the direction of this football team is anymore. I don't know mm. where this team is going. And again, you really think the giants are going to win the majority of these games? No, they'd be lucky really. if they're in some of these games. They're going to be very lucky. They're going to be extremely lucky. The, the the weeks that are killing me are between November 1st and November 22nd when they play the Chiefs, Raiders, and damn Buccaneers three weeks in a row. Ugh. They come off of their bye week to play the Bucks on the road. Terrible. Terrible. I don't Terrible. know who was the brilliant that decided to put the Giants playing several of the best teams in the NFL when they all knew they were going to be shitty. So, yeah, yeah, to some people, it's not a surprise the Giants are sucking. To me, they're just dis- downright disappointing because it'd be one thing if they were just losing, yet that they were doing a lot of things right and a lot of things just they were getting screwed. They look worse than last year, they look worse. There's no justification, David Gentleman is into his fourth or fifth season and has still yet to win 10 games as a general manager. How the fuck do you go on this long? Mm. How? Owen win 17. Unbelievable. And it just brings me back to what I've said before. The interest of the owners is not the same as the interest of the fans. If, yep. if, if the ownership cared enough, something would have been done already. But it just yep. means that they're really not that interested. Or maybe they just don't know what they're doing anymore. Maybe the game has passed them all by. Maybe the Giants are just in a rut where they have to get new ownership or younger people who know about the game of football in this day and age. This is the same GM that got rid of Odell Beckham Jr. And look how it's turned out. We're not that much better since we got rid of them. We're We're not that much better than getting rid of Janoris Jenkins or Landon Collins. What? We're not that much better. We're not. And we've drafted bum after bum after bum. David Gettleman's drafting is so bad.
0: Oh so yeah, bad. It, 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 it's terrible.
1: So that's all I have to say. I I personally have to go guys. I you know, I don't mean to leave early, but I have to go cuz I got to go do some work, but I just had to say that. So- no, oh, Austin. Austin, Austin
0: and Austin and I will uh, take over from here. Neil, 17. take it easy, my man. Take care of yourself. You. We'll talk soon.
1: I'll talk to you guys later. All right, take it easy, my dude. Yep. Oh, well, 17. that
0: sums up uh, Neil's surprises and uh, disappointments. So, uh, Austin, what were you uh, going to say before uh, you try to cut off Neil?
2: Owen 17
0: <laughs> You you hope they go Owen 17 J- oh j- my just cause,
2: just cause, and I and I mean I can't give you anything about this episode because I've gotten to watch two games all season so far. Oh
0: wow, jeez. That's well, because, I mean it, it's, it's it's only three weeks in, so I mean that, you still got plenty of time.
2: I, and both of those happen to be Raiders games, so.
0: Well, I mean, yes, I, I, at le- at least the Raiders are trying to prove something.
1: Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm
0: a sorry ass Giants fan sitting here being like. What, what the hell am I doing? All I can say is simply this. Thank the Lord Jesus in heaven that hockey season is here. Because quite frankly, the Rangers are all I've got. They're all I've got. They actually might be a playoff contender this year. I am looking forward to watching the Rangers play. I am looking forward to watching your Chicago Blackhawks, your Vegas Golden Knights, go out there and try and actually win this year. And granted, again, if Vegas doesn't do it this year, I mean, they're going to have a lot of questions. I'm looking forward to seeing the Seattle Kraken play for the first time Oh, my ever. God. I'm looking Let's not forward talk. I don't to hockey to season.
2: About, I don't want to talk about Seattle after last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> did, you see, did you see the score of the game?
0: Yes, I did. That was, that was, oh, my God. That was brutal. That was, that was, that the was. The Columbus
2: some... game last night was brutal, too.
0: Yeah, that, that was brutal stuff. But how do you,
2: blow, like, how do you blow a 4 1 lead in the third to the fucking Sabres?
0: <laughs> it, it really is, it really is unbelievable. But the bottom line for me is simply this I am looking forward to hockey season because the Giants suck, the Jets suck, the Yankees, while they've been red hot so far, are. Probably not going to do anything right. if and Maybe when they make the wanna, playoffs. I, who won the Who won the game last night? By the way, the Yankees did. And you are we? We're playing you guys, correct? Yep. Game mm-hmm. two of the three game set is uh, tonight at the time of this recording in about ten minutes. So, yeah,
2: I had to think about that because this is a this is a very crucial series.
0: No, it, it is for, 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 film, for
2: both teams because is t- not
0: that far off, man. Where, they they, where still, they still can
2: make some noise. Yeah, we're one back from a wild card spot as of yesterday. Yeah, before from the game. Uh,
0: the uh, second wild card spot mm-hmm. because the Yankees are now two yeah, ahead yeah. in the first wild card spot. You guys have and, the first and Boston the surprisingly route. lost to the Orioles. Okay, <laughs> so they dropped the game, and now and now Toronto just moved up because of that. All right, so look, the bottom line, I rather I rather watch the rest of the Yankee season and be disappointed by that then continue to watch the Giants because at least the Yankees have some impressive wins. At least they're on a hot streak right now. Do I still think it's been a disappointing and frustrating season? Yes, I do. But if and when they make the playoffs, let's see what they do. I personally don't think they're going to do anything, but if they win the wild card game and if they get in, you never know what can happen. But I am looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to, to the Rangers season and with hockey season in general. Because at this point, I'm, I'm just sick of the Giants. And, I'm sick of them. And at this point, I really
2: can't say much because both my teams are red hot, the Raiders and the Cardinals. <laughs> and, and I'm going to say it now. Watching the game against the Ravens, my God, can we talk about Carl Nassim for a minute?
1: Oh, oh,
0: my Boom.
2: God. <laughs> this
0: man no, I, I, I was legit raving about how Max Crosby might be defensive player of the year if he keeps it the way he's Max, Cro- Max
2: Crosby and Carl Nassib are easily two of the better defensive
0: players so far this season. 100%. No question. And no it's, question. It's fantastic. And, and also, your boy, Derek Carr, has yeah, looked Derek. really
2: good. Derek Carr comes in out of nowhere and just decides to blow everybody up. I'm like, you do, <laughs> I me
0: mean, I I personally, on the record, I'm not saying that Derek Carr is a scrub. He absolutely is not. He's always been a really good quarterback. The problem is that he hasn't been protected that well and hasn't had that many weapons. And I'm really impressed with what the coaching staff has done. I'm really impressed with the way he's played. But – that, that defense has really been startling to me. Nobody is going to want to go to Vegas and play the Raiders, especially with that defensive front. My God, they're dangerous. Well, that, well, then again, we did just have a player get suspended. Well, yeah, that's 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 true. I did forget about that. We did just
2: have somebody I forget who it was, but he got suspended for <laughs> enhancing yeah,
0: drugs. And, yeah, so somebody can let us know on social media at bottom line, WMCX. You know listen, and, and, then, and then the Cardinals. I mean, geez, I, man. Oh, look, uh, nobody said, like Neil said before, nobody said that they were going to be bad. I personally thought they were going to be actually pretty decent.
2: I mean, I expected But them this to level be.
0: of play? Damn, boy. Come on now. And Kyler Murray, I'm looking at you, man. I'm looking at you because you have looked absolutely stellar. Potential MVP candidate in three weeks. Yes. He has looked absolutely sensational. And, then, and look, when DeAndre Hopkins is healthy, I mean, that, that dude is just on another page. Gonna... He is unbelievable. And I
2: mean, we all said it when they got Watt. We said it oh, after they got yes. Watt, they were going to be a stellar team this year.
0: Well, I mean, I mean, J.J. Watt just
2: got... I, did, he, did he just get activated off the injured reserve? I think or is he still on there? I'm not 100%. Once, okay. again, well, I, once well, again, I haven't caught a Cardinals game yet, so well, I don't
0: know. Look, I think that T.J. Watt on the Steelers has the potential to be better than his brother, J.J., but when J.J. Watt's healthy, yeah, he may be a little bit on the older side, but he's still got it, man. He, he's J.J. Watt. I mean, what, what more do you want? And then
2: again, it is the Steelers, on the other hand. You see what they're doing.
0: I mean, look, they're, they're, their defense is fine. Their defense is fine. I'm not concerned about their defense. Why I said the Steelers were a disappointment is because of their offense, especially – Ben Roethlisberger. I'll reiterate it to you, Austin. The, the old, big, big, big Ben's done. He's done. I'm sorry. Right? He, 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 he needs to retire so he can enjoy himself and go into the Hall of Fame when his time is there. I mean, we say the
2: same thing about Tom Brady. Look at him. <laughs> needs, he, he, well, he, Tom, he, Tom Brady's a whole other animal. He, he needs to go too. Oh come on! Really? I, I want, I want the I man want just him won in- a
0: seventh Super Bowl. You're going to say listen, he needs to retire?
2: Listen, I want him, Big Ben. And Rodgers, all out of here, bingo! Oh my god, <laughs> I don't care. Hey, wow! Anybody got a problem with me? You know where to find me.
0: Wow, that's <laughs> that's that's bold. Well, look, we all know that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be in Green Bay next year. He's going to go somewhere else. Oh, Big Ben is he, Big Ben needs to retire. Let's be straight. Okay. Let's be real for a second. though. I
2: think Rodgers won't be with Green Bay halfway through the season. Hmm. He if he continues like I said if he continues to throw games like he has been, well,
0: I yeah, see,
2: be. I see him getting
0: booted. <laughs> Boot the hell out of the state. No, I I mean again, <laughs> would it surprise me if I found that out? No, it would not. But look,
2: he's but still getting but, but then again, I can also say this: Evander Kane, is that you?
0: <laughs> damn although they just said there was no evidence that he did what he did but i don't know but, but I, I mean now there's more now there's more mm, well, well we'll save that for another episode but the bottom line <laughs> he's, is a whole, this. he's a whole
2: hazard to society
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> well bottom line is this he's still aaron Rodgers. he's still talent wise one of the greatest quarterbacks i've ever seen oh, I thought you were he's going also somewhere. going
2: to the hall of fame I thought absolutely going- no question I thought you were going somewhere else with, with that. I thought no. Were, no I, 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 I thought you were. I thought you were going to say. Then again, he is a Vander Kane. Oh, no, oh my goodness, you sir, or something else? Oh, man, <laughs> listen, but... we listen. We haven't had a good episode in like what <laughs> three weeks. Sounds but, about right. Yeah, but if if, it feels like three weeks? It was like longer than that. So uh, there was a lot that that has
0: happened that just needs to. <laughs>
2: We'll have some catching
0: up. We'll have some catching up to do during the week, but welcome I think, back, Austin. I I, th- I
2: think we still need that episode for me to rant and rave.
0: <laughs> I mean, don't no, don't worry. There, there will be a hockey episode really, really soon. Maybe the uh, the slap sweethearts will be joining us as well. So stay tuned. Uh, I, I would I would rather stuff. I would rather not that maybe
2: because because there's a lot of ranting and raving. Like, could we go and go on? Oh gosh! Oh boy! <laughs> but, uh, like, this is gonna be good. I mean, I I could see a little back forth between me and Megan about how, about uh, our good buddy and his situation. Oh
0: boy, here we go. All right. Well, yeah, definitely hold that in for the, for the next episode. We'll definitely work on that. But welcome back, Austin. I' on that no that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Land Podcast. Who are your biggest surprises and disappointments through three weeks of the NFL season, let us know on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at BottomLineWCX. hashtag BottomLine. Yes, Austin? I was going to say,
2: you want a surprise for this season? Detroit. The Lions? After the stages pulled this week?
0: Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> I mean, granted, the Lions are the Lions, so they'll always find ways to lose. They're 0-3, but I mean, uh, they, have they really looked that
2: terrible though? They surprised me by pulling that game. Yeah, I mean,
0: look, look, what Justin Tucker is one of the best keepers in the game. I was going to say, what was it? like field goal? I mean, jeez.
2: Like, come on. that That's another team that's going to surprise. The Ravens? The Ravens, Ravens kind of shot. They've kind of surprised me. Uh, all right, well, okay, okay. But,
0: yeah. I, I can see where you're coming from. I'm just saying. I, I, I see it, but, look, the Lions are going to be the Lions. That's pretty much the bottom line. The, the, they, they just suck. They, they find ways to lose, but, look, they've been in these three games so far. They almost came back against the 49ers. They had a lead in Green Bay, and they had a one-point lead against the Ravens, but then Justin Tucker came in and spoiled that party. So, they really haven't looked... Terrible per se, quote unquote, but they're still the lions.
2: Come and on, and, really. and since we're talking about kickers, I have a buddy a buddy of mine. He he likes this uh he likes this saying as of the last few weeks. What is it with Carlson's in Vegas? <laughs> you gotta, oh man, you gotta That's great. That is great. You a, I you love that. You got a kicker who's doing fantastic things over with the Raiders. And then you got an amazing Hawaii Olabilla
0: over with the Knights doing his job. Mm, yeah, that's true. And by the way, going back to the, the Giants for a split second here, oh, no. you also know it's bad when your best player is Graham Gano. <laughs> the kicker is your best player. You know it's a problem. I mean, what, gonna, are we, what are we doing here? Seriously. I'm, not
2: gonna say a word. I'm just going to leave it, it alone things before, things.
0: before the tirade comes out. But anyway, let us know your biggest surprise and disappointments for three weeks of the NFL season. Welcome back, Austin. It's good to see you, my brother. We'll see you in the next episode. For Nuevo Piano and for Mr. Taco, he's back. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottle
1: Line Podcast. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace and take care.